Hello and welcome to Cinda Podcast, this independent film festival's podcast. My name is Johnny Shank. I'm the curator of the festival. I have a special guest on the podcast today. Uh, I'm a couple months into doing the show now, and I'm excited to have joining me a real veteran of the podcasting medium. I believe, in fact, he just marked the seventh anniversary of his podcast, The Cinema Guys. Uh, in addition to The Cinema Guys, um, podcast that he records alongside Justin and The Cinemaiden. My guest today also has his own podcast feed, Old Man Brad. He's a regular panel moderator at Cincinnati Comic Con, and he's now uh, become a recurring morning news guest talking about movies. Uh, Brad Vargas yeah. is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome, thanks. Thanks for having me in. Yeah. I'm excited. Thanks. I'm excited for all this. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. But Did yeah. you miss any? I feel like I definitely missed a few movie-related things that you're involved in. I mean, now, I mean, we did, we just hit seven years podcasting, and then Old Man Brad's been on again, off again, but I think it's, like, fully on now, because I do a lot of Tubi stuff on there, so there's mm-hmm. there's plenty of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, and we have, are you doing Cincinnati Comic Con this year? The, the Comic Expo, Expo yes. Comic the, Expo. Uh, September 22nd and 24th, we will... We will be there again, talking Amazing. to the celebrities and everyone attending and just having a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, in terms of marking your calendars, so Cincinnati Comic Expo is just a week before uh, Independent. Yeah. Which will be that last weekend. Of, uh, and I'll be September. I'll be at the Esquire the week before Expo. So. Oh, what's, what's I, uh, happening? Um, I, I'm hosting Frightful Friday. We're. Going oh, to be nice. doing a screening of Satanic Hispanics. That oh, night. cool! So That's a new on, movie, right? On the fifteenth, yeah, yeah. It comes out. It actually comes out on the fourteenth. They're doing a theatrical run, and we're doing a a screening at the Esquire that on the fifteenth. Cool. That's that's exciting. Well, that so. is interesting. You should mention the Esquire because I was thinking it'd be fun to give a little peek behind the curtain um, as to how our two paths first crossed. It was about five years ago now. I had to check my notes, look back. Um, it was Damn. 2018. Um, I was managing Esquire at the time. Um, you guys were picking up steam with Cinema Guys. Mm-hmm. And we were able to partner on putting on several screenings. Yeah. Yeah. Our first one was there. was John Carpenter's The Thing was our first one. Yeah. I was super excited. I was like, I mean, when when we connected, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like. I would always love to like do screenings where I get to kind of pick the movie if we can, if -hmm. we can get the rights to screen it and everything. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a fun little thing. And we did quite a few, few screenings there. And I'm saying I'm still going continuing to this day, which (laughs) is awesome. We had, of course, a little pandemic stall to a lot of that kind of event. I mean, if it wasn't for you right before pandemic, I on it it completely slipped my radar was color out of space. And you were like, this seems like the type of movie for you, for you guys. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how did this slip my radar? And it's one of my favorite movies. So that's funny. Yeah. Color out of space was February of 2020. And I think of that night as being one of the last great movie nights that we had before the pandemic. 
yeah um, yeah and then we we took a few years off and now yeah. things are kind of winding back up again <laughs> and, and yeah for sure i think that night in february we had the cat video f- uh fest which is like a yearly thing that mm-hmm. that plays and has come back and we had a, a full house for that and then you guys came in with color out of space and i think we might have had rocky horror after that so it was okay. just like three screenings in our big big room all full we didn't know how good we had it uh <laughs> and then a, a mere few weeks later it was nothing <laughs> literally yeah yep. i was just sitting in an empty theater you know scraping bathroom tiles uh waiting for the day that we could reopen like, come on please 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 <laughs> <laughs> give me something here yeah there's some other iconic highlights that we have in that era well, one cool one that i remembered us doing together was um candy corn which was yes. a had a local connection um josh hasty yes Canadian, i believe who um yeah correct mm-hmm. and it was uh it was films just outside cincinnati in, in uh blanchester is where most of the film was 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 made yeah we, we uh i saw it at horror hound about a year before it, it actually was like released and i immediately like text justin the cinema and i'm like i want to screen this i absolutely mm-hmm. love this movie i want to screen it and we were able to connect with them a year later when they were releasing and brought to the Esquire. He came out. Yeah. The Q&A. So much fun. And I'm hoping to get another screening of at least the film again here. Oh, soon yeah. For, oh, that's for, awesome. Uh, Halloween. Yeah. I think we did that one around uh, Halloween season. Yes. We did. Probably, probably 2018, I want to say. Uh, it was uh, 2019. Was it 2019? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we started with the thing in 2018 and then had several running through those two years up until the pandemic. Who could forget, of course, having Greg Sestero, uh, Multiple most times. famously known from The Room, where he played, uh, wait, his name is Greg, his character in The Room is Mark, yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> and he, he came out yeah. for his uh, Best Friends, Volume 1 and Volume 2, and yeah. connected with him there. And it, we've actually become you know friends through the whole process like i was just texting him last night so oh man it's just been complete whirlwind like who would have thought like i would be talking to someone from the room it's crazy (laughs) yeah no that was one of the most surreal moments for me as the manager of the esquire was uh you guys walking up with greg sestero on that first time that he came out to the theater and him asking me, like, hey, like, can I park over here? Like, is that okay? And I'm like, that's Mark from the room is asking me about parking. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, and he came uh, back. Yeah. He, he started with volume one, came back, what, like a week or two weeks later? Or maybe it was like a month yeah. later. It, it was it was a short period of time. He came back. And then he's done some room screenings there. He's come back for his horror movie. Like, he's come regular rotation through Cincinnati. Yeah. And now, now Justin, really cool. I understand, did some artwork uh yes for for is it a movie that's come out now that yeah yeah for uh miracle valley it's a his horror movie that's come out um you can actually watch it on tubi it's on tubi and on you know video and all that stuff but it's his his horror movie that he he wrote and directed okay it's been fun and i was a little jealous of justin at first because you know yeah he we i set everything up, got him in, and then he connected with them and got to go to on set and got to do artwork and got to do all this stuff. I'm like, man, but it's been it's been great. Yeah. Well that's how the the film scene can work where you start oh, to yeah. make some connections and all of a sudden you're 
out in the desert with Greg Cicero working on a movie. I know. It's um, crazy. Or in my case, just getting to um, set him up in, in the office on the second floor <laughs> of the Esquire. And I think he uh, the first him. time he came out, that's what he was working on. He was he was working he was, through the script of that, of Miracle Valley. Yeah, that was a real career highlight for me. I was speaking personally, and it was fun to <laughs> be a part of that together. I, I mean, that's a great thing that you working in a theater, getting to meet like that, or that's what I love about podcasting. I've gotten to meet ton, like just a ton of people of filmmakers, other podcasters, you know, you, when you were working at the Esquire and we've connected and mm-hmm. done other things since then, it's just, it, it's just been going on the news. awesome. Yeah. You're going on the news. Yeah. How, how's that experience been for you? Just popping up on there to talk about um, summer blockbusters or what have yeah, you. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. We've gone on a few times just to talk about, you know, various seasons of movies and, and what's coming out, what we like and the the thing with that is you only get like three minutes kind of on mm-hmm. air time. So it's like, it just goes by in a flash and then you're like, Oh shit. What, what, what did I say? I need to like watch the, watch it later when it goes online to realize like, Oh, that's right. We talked about that. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's just boom, boom. And you're just like, Oh, it's over. Right. There's three of you and you're trying to cover a whole slate of films yeah. and back and forth with the news anchor. Yeah. I got, I got to go on there one time for um, an event we were doing at the Woodward was independent. And yeah, I don't remember a single thing that I said. Yeah, Cause it goes I by so fast. I didn't want to look back. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was good. Your, your adrenaline yeah. kind of gets going when it starts. You're like, okay, okay. I'm excited for this. And then you're like, Oh, we're done. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's uh, that's fun. It's all, it's all part of the business, you know? That we find ourselves in <laughs> just part of the biz you know yeah <laughs> um speaking of of the business that we are specifically in it uh was independent since i've started working with independent i've had the great pleasure and i've been grateful for your participation as curator watching submissions that came mm-hmm. in for the festival this year um, i thought it'd be fun to just do a little sneak preview together of one of the films that uh we have selected or very not, not only one of the films one of the films that surprised me more than anything that especially that i watched oh yeah so we're talking about archive and the storyteller um this was just for context um we announced the lineup for Independent two weeks ago and the festival is coming up as mentioned at the end of September, but this was a a short film that actually kind of came in right at the tail end of our submission uh, review process. And basically at that point, the selections were almost locked. We had a a very strong lineup that we were excited about. And then you watched this movie archive and storyteller. One of our other curators watched it. We all started talking about it and it was like, Oh, this has to be in, this has to be in the lineup. So yeah, without spoiling what, uh, what would you say stood out to you about this uh, short film submission? Yeah, it's, it, it's hard. It's hard because it is a short film mm-hmm. and you can't like, dig too deep and, and say, you know, like really the story itself and the connection of people is what really stood out to me. Like it, it was it was a surprise because yeah. it started out kind of, uh, OK, I've kind of seen things like this before. But then it kind of takes this turn and you're just like, oh, 
okay and it 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 impacts you harder than you think it's going to yes i would agree yeah without spoiling i would say i was interested and kind of following along impressed by the production value and how especially made it all the way the acting was great but then it all kind of really culminates so well and just it really in the last minute of the of the short mm-hmm. that puts the pieces of what you've been watching together. And that it, it had for me, just a really strong impact in that last yes. minute. Yes. It, and it then, just made the whole thing work. And that makes me excited to watch again um, on a big screen. And then after that, like I was just sitting there after the fact, thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, like this and like, they're telling this and this piece and this piece, like I, you can't really say without giving anything away. And and it's like, Oh, Oh yeah. 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 This was just, just good. Yeah. Like it's, it just sat with me for a while. And that even, you know, even for something short form too, like it just sat with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about, it's middle range for the shorts that we have um, at the festival. It's um, 19 minutes long, around 19 mm-hmm. minutes long. I think we have some that are more like half an hour, 40 minutes, but it's the kind of thing that I, I was so enthralled with that I could have, you know, if it had kept going for feature length, I would have been there for it. And also when you're watching, I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you're watching submissions all day, sometimes uh, like a five minute submission can feel like it's an hour long. Yes. Um, <laughs> And some of them did, and yeah, those are yeah. the ones that didn't get selected. <laughs> right, everything had its merits, but certain selections yes. just really. Oh yeah, absolutely. In a special way, absolutely. Like there, yeah. I mean, anything. Anytime you do anything like this, like it's gonna be a lot of stuff's gonna be better than others. Even when you know, I watch a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that's bad, and you know, you find the. The diamond in the rough, so to speak, every so often. Yeah. Do you do some with Horror Hound and other? Well, you're just watching content. You're just crunching tape all the time, I feel like. <laughs> so. I, I do. I do watch a lot. Yes. And in other film festivals, like I do, I go to Horror Hound and I go specifically to watch their film festival. I go only, mostly only for that. And it's the same way that like some of them are far better than others. And they've already curated it. And, yeah. you know, they've seen just, like you and and i did they've seen Mm -hmm. a whole lot of other stuff before it gets to what they're showing to the public so that they're like this is this is the the best of what we had or or what we picked and -hmm. just like it's independent it's like this is the best of the crop of everything that we looked at and all these people had eyes on it and what we picked yeah hopefully hopefully you enjoy it too the cream of the crop (laughs) yeah exactly it's fun to be yeah to see how that process comes together um yeah it was fun being on the other side of the process because i've gone mm-hmm. to other film festivals many film festivals like recently we just did otr film fest yeah. and you know i do whorehound and i've gone to others but it was interesting being on the other side of it seeing the submissions and going through through that than what you what you see what the, what gets picked the thing that blew my mind was for instance for Independent we had just under 500 submissions this year and we programmed 49 shorts and 47 shorts, two features. Okay. Um, so that was basically 10%, uh, you know, about 50 out of about 500 that actually yeah. got in. And that was so hard to make those calls and felt crazy to have to make certain cuts. But then 
Using, you have uh, to. You know, it's independence only a couple years in. We're a relatively new festival. I was just looking up stats for, for instance, Sundance Film Festival. They get somewhere between like 10 and 15,000 submissions every oh, year. I'm, and I'm then, sure. yeah, and they end up selecting maybe 1% of what they get. So it's, it's when you get to a festival, I mean, I think at any level, you yeah. know that a lot of time has gone into crafting like really what is the cream of the crop. And that's what make, can make that festival experience so fun because you know it's all there for a reason yeah and and it's yeah. i mean you have a team of people you, ha- you had to put together a team because you couldn't watch you right. know nor all <laughs> just under 500 submissions and go yeah i'm gonna pick 40 of these uh yeah <laughs> what am i gonna pick <laughs> right and i mean i i wouldn't wish that on anyone and also i don't think anybody <laughs> would want that from like a viewership experience of yeah. like one person decided that this is what you should see. <laughs> I don't know. I like it a lot better where we had kind of the back and forth of a team to be, you know, there are certain shorts that I watched where I was like, oh, this is great. And then another curator would watch me like, oh, this didn't really work for me. And then yeah. say, well, if, you know, we were respecting each other's viewpoints and we want something that's, you know, the stuff we're going to show is stuff that's really working for everyone or people are mm-hmm. really fighting for, you know, and, and putting their uh, support behind so I was happy to have some of my ideas shot down and then happy to have discourse about, you know, everything that everybody else was watching. Well, and then you had um, the surprise one come in at the end and yeah, everybody, I mean, mm-hmm. you watched it. I watched it. We had, there were others that watched it and it was just like, it was, yeah. it was that conglomerate. Everybody is like, Oh, this is, this is really good. This is something special. Yeah. Yeah. This so this short that we're talking about, Archive and the Storyteller, is going to be shown at, during our 5 p.m. block on Saturday, uh, September 30th, um, at Memorial Hall. It's sort of a, the theme of the block is all related to different stories of, of love and connection. Okay, um, yep. And That's right. It, yeah, and it comes at it from a lot of different angles. Um, this will be early in the block, but it's I think it's going to be a really engaging powerful emotional hour and a half of, of content that saturday afternoon um this film also um archive and the storyteller we ended up nominating as um nominee for best u.s short one of five okay. in the festival um best director of a short and also best actress for the the lead actress mm. who really i think carries a lot pulls the emotional impact oh, yes. of yes. it together yeah, I would 100% it, agree. Yeah, and and since we've sort of been dancing around, I don't want to again give too much away, but it is <laughs> kind of like a sci-fi, like light sci-fi premise. Then yes, and it just slowly, but I wouldn't. I mean, it's sort of Black Mirror adjacent. I think that'd be an easy comparison to make. But it's really more about human relationships in a way and with connection and, and yeah, and, yeah, and and sort of an emotion and broad strokes ideas about. The social media and the technology that we use and how it brings us together or not and things of that nature so yeah yeah so we're looking forward to that brad it's it's great chatting with you um about all things i thought to to wrap us up here for um our episode and uh appreciate your time again um, oh yeah I, thanks for having me I, yeah i always love getting behind the mic and talking to people so yeah, and you're very good. And after after right. doing it for seven years, it's it's just right. it's natural now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's inspiring to uh, to a guy like me to see uh, what you're doing, how and how you do it, and and thanks for letting me 
yeah, it's been an honor to work with you and do things together and get to do this mm-hmm. together. So appreciate all of it. But one thing we haven't talked about that you do is a little something called To Be Tuesday, which yes. what is To Be Tuesday? Let's, well, let's start there. <laughs> it, it, it started out as just a weekly. I mean, it still is. It's a it's a I started it on social media as like a weekly. Here's a on Tuesdays. Here's a to be theme for the week. So I set some theme for the week. Like a couple of weeks ago, we did 80s horror. So yeah. on mm-hmm. Tuesday, anything you watch on Tubi, just watch one of your movies on this theme and just post about it online. Cool. So it started out as that. And then it moved to YouTube to where once a month I would do a recap video of all of the things I watched for part of. Basically, I called it Tubi Tuesday, but anything I watched on Tubi for the month, I just re- recapped my highlights and lowlights for the month. And then mm-hmm. now with Old Man Brad, it's moved away from YouTube and it's just strictly audio on the podcast. And yeah. then I kind of branched off and do Tales from Tubi, which is just strictly my horror. Okay. So it's it's all things all things Tubi, basically. So I, I do Tubi Tuesday, just reviews, mini reviews, as I call them, of to be films or right. and i do recaps at the month and picks every week and and how did I you do, decide to make to to be how did it become a thing for you initially uh another podcaster who i'm a friend with drew from the real feels podcast cool. we were talking yeah. about we're big horror movie fans yeah and we started talking about Tubi, and he's like oh yeah i i I would love to do more stuff on Tubi, which he started doing, you know, his own social media thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do I just I was like, I'm going to see if Tubi Tuesday, the name is available on, you know, the formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, it's <laughs> so RIP. It's a, it's a bit of a wasteland these days. Yeah. And, and yeah. so it was there. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do I just going to do this weekly thing. I just ran. I'm like, I'm just going to every Tuesday I'm going to watch stuff. Nice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a theme of it, and then it just kind of rolled and 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 went from there. And Tubi has yeah. actually reached out to me a couple times. They were like, "Thank you for doing that. what you do. Like, we love seeing all this stuff." And so it's 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 real fun. I have yeah. a blast. And Tubi has, I mean, their library is insanely huge, especially in the horror side of things. Right. So and it's all free. And also. Uh just feel like I can shout out. We had one of our former guests on the first episode of this podcast, Mark Hood. Um, his film is on Tubi uh, as well. Hard Face. It's a boxing documentary. So oh, I'll, to, have to, I'll have to add it to my list. Yeah, it's really good. It showed it uh, it's independent 2019. Um, okay. And uh, and that's kind of how Tubi came on my radar that he was promoting his film being on Tubi. And then I was like, oh, I think brad does to be so so i <laughs> yeah. it came to mind for me recently too because i was i was checking out old man brad feed seeing what what you had cooking over there and i saw that you had recently reviewed a film called deadly dilf yes that was a TV. challenge from another podcaster right. <laughs> and it's all in the name right there i mean it's just you really delivers what you're gonna get it's awesome. yeah and what was funny yeah. is I was going, I was like, this is going to be terrible. Like, it's not great. I, right. I will admit that. But I was like, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. Like, it's <laughs> it's kind of like almost like this single white female kind of 
kind of thriller going on so i was like it wasn't bad it sounds super entertaining <laughs> absolutely and from the the mini review you did on the show i was like you know what even getting the ch- yeah the I, challenge i was like <laughs> um so i thought as as a 2b expert um i thought i would challenge you here we you know we have films like deadly dilf and we have a, i mean I, a lot I of do three picks every week on yeah. tiktok so you know i have i have quite the list of things so we'll see that's cool. I know. Yeah, and I'm wondering if maybe you've seen some of these. And yeah, I see I see you post them on Letterbox. What's your Letterbox, by the way? Old Man Brad. Old Man Brad. Okay, so yep. everybody on Letterbox, check out Old Man Brad. I'm trying um, to bring Old Man Brad together for everything that I do. So, so just for fun, I have a short list of a mix of real Tubi titles that you can find on Tubi and okay. maybe ones that aren't real. So I'm just going right. to go through and you can tell me if you think it's a Tubi title or made up. Um, okay, I think. All right, let's do this. Right. Cool. So we have uh, Money Fight. Yes, that's real. That's real. <laughs> it's It sort of reminds me of like Money. There's, I think, the Netflix show called Money Heist. Yes. Where it's like, yep, and, it's, there's money and there's a fight. There, it's all there. <laughs> and what's funny is when I was trying to figure out a theme um, a couple of weeks ago, like sometimes I'll come up with a theme. One of them uh, I was thinking of was based around money. So mm-hmm. I, I always do a search on Tubi to see what kind of movies will show up if you do a search. So, I, you know, I don't want to do something people can't find. And that's right. how I knew Money Fight was on there because I did see it because I, oh, okay, I had wow. something, okay, a is... theme possibly associated with money at some point. So I was looking things up. Oh, good. Okay. So we were, <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to stump you then. Um, Thundering Mantis. Ooh, I want to say real, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. That is real. Okay. Yeah. It's in the Kung Fu section of Tubi. <laughs> okay. They so. have quite a lot of, like, especially older Kung Fu stuff in there. Yeah. It looked, looked like a, a great time. Um, Robert the Doll. Yep. I've seen the, that entire series of films. What the heck? <laughs> recommend? <laughs> no, I do not recommend at all. They're all terrible, but I watched them all. Because I was challenged to. That's why someone challenged me to watch them. It's just such a bland <laughs> name. I couldn't believe it was real. Robert yeah, there Doll. are four, four or five movies in the series. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bunny Man Massacre. Yep, that's real. It's on my watch list. It's on the watch list. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, th- these are great. Um, Murder Pigeon. Oh, Murder Pigeon. I'm gonna say that one's not real. That one's not real. <laughs> I'm glad you had to think about it for at least half a second, though. Yeah. Uh, Lady Blood Fight. That sounds like something that would be on there. Yeah, it, it is real. Yeah. Okay. Again, it just, they put it all there in the title. Everything. You know, it's got Lady Blood. Uh, I don't know. It's, they know what they're doing. Um, Titanic 666. That's real. I've seen it. It really? was a two, it's to be original. Is it like a horror movie set on the Titanic or something like that? Uh, it's a horror movie where they're they're going to the Titanic wreck site and there's a ghost on the ship. Well, a couple ghosts actually like haunting, haunting them. It's actually kind of dumb, but mm-hmm. most most of it I was like, oh, this isn't terrible. Could have been worse. Uh, I may be a little lenient on movies sometimes, <laughs> but some people will watch and be like, uh, you gave this a three. This is a terrible movie. I'm like, I had fun. Well, I'll see on your letterbox. <laughs> you'll be giving out, you know, twos and threes and ones, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop you from 
uh, I mean, you must be able to get something out of it, even if it's relatively low quality. Yeah. Um, I I guess I should say my rating system, especially, you know, a Tubi movie. A Tubi movie, you know, that's made, like I like to joke, a Tubi movie is made for like 20 bucks. I'm going to look at it differently. You know, I could give that one a three, but then some $50 million Hollywood blockbuster, I give like a one. And they're like, why? Like, Mm -hmm. entertainment. Like, I know this independent film, the work that they needed to put into this thing. Yeah. And like, just scraping by and trying to get their their you know artistic vision out there like and i had fun with it so i'm gonna like my scale's a little different it's a little skewed but i think i i I might rate more on entertainment value than anything else yeah and you don't need a massive budget to deliver no an interesting idea yeah no no no, sometimes the low budget on the horror side sometimes that can almost be part of the fun to see oh absolutely yeah kind of practical and some sometimes they try to do it it's like they're forcing it to be the, this terrible movie and then it, i'm like no that doesn't work it's gonna naturally be that way <laughs> so the last one i have on the list is boogie frights Ooh. Boogie Fr- that sounds like it should be one i'm gonna say it is one that's fake oh you right. fooled me <laughs> <laughs> you i just me i on feel one. like it should be one too it, you know. yeah yeah it's a, it's a name that's like Right. I mean, because there aren't there a lot of, um, you know, they take a real title and just kind of flip it a little bit to make it like. There it, are some like that, some like almost yeah. spoof type films that will do that for yeah, sure. But it, I was I was just trying to think of one uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Some I, I was thinking like Phantom Thread, like Phantom Dread. But I was like, that actually sounds like it would be real. <laughs> and it's like, there will it be does. blood already sounds in a different like that could be a horror movie but it's i was like i don't know how to make there will be blood sound more bloody (laughs) so it's like boogie frights there There will be more blood more blood (laughs) um well that was my list thank you for you stumped stumped me once yeah i got one in there yeah you did you did and and i've probably seen Mm -hmm. more of those than you thought i did i'm impressed (laughs) yeah and you're right now in your 100 days of horror too is that right yes yep cool. currently doing with with my friend drew we're doing our 100 days of horror we started july 23rd and we try to get in 100 movies leading up to our 100 movie watches leading up to halloween amazing july 23rd marks 100 days until halloween so we and i'll do a little separate watch come october 1st strictly to be i do 31 days of terror on Tubi. So, oh, do that. okay. So, we've got some interesting uh couple of months coming up here. Yes. Uh yeah, I'd love to 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 close out here kind of give you your plugs opportunity <laughs> as you got to do on any good podcast. You mentioned you have the what fright frightful Fridays at the Esquire? Frightful Fridays is cool. It, it it's hosted just by me, so it's frightful, frightful Fridays with Brad from the Cinema Guy. So, it's it's oh. just me soloing it. No cool. Justin, no Cinemaiden. Cool. So that's starting. When is when is the first one? Uh, the first, uh, um, September fifteenth. We're doing Satanic Hispanics, and we're gonna awesome. we're gonna make it a monthly thing. So, oh, awesome. Okay, so I'll keep an eye out for that. We have Comic Expo. Yep. Um, 
Comic yeah. Expo is yeah. September 22nd to the 24th, so a week before Independent. Right. So come to both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got, a, got a full September slate. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Things. We got the Esquire the 15th, then the week after Expo, then the week after Independent. So book your September now. That's right. And then we have a whole month of of horror content that we can look forward to from you. Oh, yeah. In October. Um, <laughs> I mean, the horror content never stops all the time. It never yeah. stops. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Brad, thank you again for coming on oh, today. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. Pleasure chatting with you. And uh, we'll be watching for your next news appearance, your next um, podcast drop. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere out there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eyes out, folks. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this episode of the podcast.